You are listening to the Soul Connection Duo podcast, a podcast that explores spirituality, shares vulnerable stories, brings awareness to different healing modalities, and offers hope to individuals who may be grieving a loss. I'm Alexa Mathis. And I'm Sydney Ham, and we are your hosts, also known as the Soul Connection Duo. Get ready to connect to your soul and start healing within. Today, we are joined by two guests, Louisa and Rachel. Louisa, in her first career, was a highly trained classical musician in both violin and voice. She studied in Europe and in her home country of New Zealand. An injury abruptly ended her career, and and she enrolled in a year-long study on the phenomena of consciousness, which pulled her through her dark night of the soul. She is now a longtime mediant and esoteric student, and she has been studying little-known Western spiritual paths and philosophy for 30 years. She has also trained as an executive leadership coach and has worked on large-scale social change projects around the world as a consultant. She still consults with senior management teams internationally. Louisa designs curriculum and content for Magenta. Rachel studied journalism and documentary filmmaking, but was attracted to social entrepreneurship as another way to create social change. She founded and ran several startups, including one very large company dedicated to creating a healthy culture amongst its people. For this task, she hired Louisa and her husband, Jeff, to coach her leadership team and offer capacity building training to the entire organization. Thus, the friendship with Magenta was born. Later, Louisa invited her to help launch the latest integration of Magenta. Rachel's personal journey has included intense trauma and deep healing. She began practicing Zen Buddhism in her teens and later also became a student of Western esoteric teachings, doing the inner work to face her shadow and strengthen her life. Rachel is a CEO for Magenta. Welcome to the Soul Connection Duo podcast, Rachel and Louisa. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, ladies. We're looking forward to this conversation with both of you and we're excited to hear more about magenta but i think maybe it'd be great if we can just start a little bit about both of your stories of how you kind of came into this work um we'd love to hear a bit of background of how how it happened for people so i don't know who wants to start but (laughs) well um circuitous routes i think that's how it is for <laughs> you never can anticipate how your life is going to unfold can you and often you look back you know in hindsight and you're like uh, i see now that it makes sense but it sure didn't make sense at the time so you know i went from being thinking i was going to be a classical musician and then i took up coaching when my kids were little um and that right away i was dealing with just about everybody who came through struggling with trauma one way or another and lots and lots of mental health issues. And I I just, I was thrown in the deep end and I realized, I think most, if not all people are dealing with a lot of very, very tough life, shattering life experiences. And I think you, you two can speak to that too, can't you? Um, So yeah. And I had to tool up. I really did because they were coming to me because they weren't succeeding with the tools that were available to them. And because I have um, been this uh, meditant for so long and I've been drawing from these other sources that are, that are so little known because for many centuries they've been uh, suppressed and the people who were 
carrying the flame of these particular ways of researching um, were persecuted for for many, many centuries. So there aren't very many of us who really uh, dive into this material and, and work with it. So that's what um, I brought and they worked, you know, they, they worked for me in my own healing journey and they were, you know, working for my, my students and my clients. So that's kind of where I am now. And how about you, Rachel? Yeah. What's your story? <laughs> um, so my story, as we um, alluded in the, in the bio, I grew up and I was actually really drawn to um, doing journalism work from a really young age. And then um, I actually suffered a very intense trauma in my teens. Um, and I was the the victim of a sexual assault, which became a really big media story. And I survived this huge ordeal and um, moved far away and kind of restarted my life and really shifted toward um, documentary filmmaking as a means for like empowering people to tell their own story in the media and you know bring truth to power in that way and so I did documentary filmmaking and then I started becoming interested in in business and social entrepreneurship and I also had a young child to support and so I got involved in business, but I really wanted to do it in a new way and changing the status quo and moved back to California and I was running a large company and I really wanted to invest in the culture of the company, but I felt like what I was finding in terms of, you know, deep, like substantive um, tools for to use as a CEO for my culture, like we're just totally lacking. And, you know, it's like get a ping pong table or, uh, you know, things like that. And so I was introduced to Louisa and her husband, Jeff, um, through a mutual friend. And I found that we, you know, had a lot in common. We had like very similar um, spiritual kind of Un, you know, understanding that underpinned our life's work. And they had this incredible consulting business. And um, so I hired them to come in and train my company and do leadership coaching. And it was really fantastic. And so I got really familiar with the practical tools and it was, uh, you know, resonated with me on such a deep level because I'd done so much of my own healing and growth and transformation. Like I kind of knew what was needed to actually create like change and growth in people. And I saw that like they had the goods. So that was really exciting. And then later on, I had another baby and I was taking time off and I had stepped away from that company. And then Louisa came to me and invited me to join her in a new version of Magenta that was less consulting, less focused on the professional world and more like teaching these tools to individuals um, through a school. And so that was, you know, a couple of years ago now. And, um, you know, we've been working with the teachings and the methodologies that we know and finding, you know, the right form and the right way to bring it forward. And, 
Um, and it's been a really exciting journey. Yeah, it's been really yeah. fun. <laughs> and we launched a podcast in the, the process. So in, in some ways, that's kind of brought my story sort of full circle mm. of like, coming yeah, back to video production and producing this YouTube show and podcast, but around these really deep topics of um, inner growth and spiritual transformation. Thank yeah, you guys both good. for sharing. Yeah, we love to hear everyone's background stories. And we actually, I don't think we've had two people on at once to interview. Oh. So this is really exciting for us. Um, how long have you guys known each other for then? Ooh, like, like six five, years. five or six years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like you guys yeah. have accomplished a lot of cool things in that amount of time. And I think it's definitely inspiring for Alex and I too. We've both kind of been exploring this spiritual journey and this podcast has been part of that. And we're yeah. hoping one day to maybe do something together. So this is really cool that we get to talk to you guys who have, who have done yeah. this and established this online um, school. Would you guys be able to tell us a little bit more about Magenta now, um, hmm? what it's developed into? Yeah. Well, you know, I think in essence, we could say we want to empower people to be their own best healers. And a lot of what we're working on is healing. And we call it spiritual development because spiritual development and inner development are the same thing as far as we're concerned. They really are, because when you talk about working with the inner life, you know, you can't touch it. You can't see it. There's no measurement because it's entirely of a spiritual nature. So when we're like, you know, working through our stuff, when we're healing from trauma, when we're working on mental, serious mental health uh, issues, it's all spiritual substance that we're actually working with. And so we get very practical about this. So yes, we, we, uh, we want to challenge people by saying this is spiritual development. We've got to start using those words and acknowledge what this really is. Um, but we want it to be very practical, very, very pragmatic and so we bring a lot of tools to get people into practice, like the soul gym <laughs> is what we call it. Like you got to get in there. And if you want to be fit and strong and healthy and you want to grow and transform and heal, you gotta, you've got to go to the soul gym. This is not, this is not about finding the answer. This is not about, you know, uh, hoarding knowledge or information. That's not going to set you free. That's gonna not gonna you know that's not what's gonna make you fit and healthy. It's gonna be um, nourishing yourself with the right, um, what would you call it? Content, uh, understanding, and practices and practices. Yeah. So we're kind of like our our school is kind of like a dojo. Yes. There's 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 you've got to be reoriented into a, a, a different understanding of what the human being is from what you can find out there in convention and status quo and a lot of the a lot of the self-help world does have a bit of a materialistic uh worldview behind it for instance in neuroscience there's a lot of neuroscience that's brought into um healing yeah and and it's it's not that it's not useful but 
if you actually are talking about spiritual development, you've got to talk about spiritual uh, phenomena, not the brain, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, you, do you have something to add? Yeah. So I would just build on that by saying, you know, when we talk about being very pragmatic and practical, I mean, one way is that people are working with the the phenomena that are showing up in their actual life. So in, in that way, you know, people aren't just sort of studying texts and, you know, or, um, or just downloading information, yeah. as Louisa was saying, you know, we're walking people through, here's how you can start to understand um, what's happening in your, your actual life, your actual experiences, your limitations, which we all have your pain and suffering. Um, you can start to see it through this, uh, new lens and new understanding. Um, so on a very basic level, you know, we talk about the, the anatomy of the light and the shadow and working with these, uh, spiritual realities. Yeah. So how does that land with you guys? Does that, is that confusing? Is that clear? Um, based off of kind of what we've been learning in this realm, yeah. too, it's totally making sense to like, I think a lot of times people dive into these journeys of like healing or their spiritual awakening and you're just trying to gather as much information as you possibly yes. can. Yeah. And I think that's important to a point. Um, but putting it into practice is actually that piece that I think sometimes gets missed. And so yes. it's really cool to hear that you're integrating and really making this a piece of what people are learning to do as they're going through their own healing. Because I know even for myself, as I've been learning all these things, it's like you learn something and you're like, oh my God, that is so cool. Now I need to learn the next thing. Yeah, <laughs> but that's you never right. Actually, like put it into practice what you've already learned. So yeah. I I think this is really important work. And I don't know, Sid, do you want to like speak to that a little bit mm-hmm. further? Or do you have any thoughts? I think the I think the piece you guys started talking about, like the soul gem piece, I think is so important. I know a lot of people. Um, I mean, I've been guilty of it too. Even just with meditation, it's like you'll sit down once and be like, oh you know, I can't do this or whatever. It's the same thing with the gym. Like, you know, you got to go regularly or if you're, yeah. you know, learning a new course or whatever, it's something you have to be consistent with. So I think that that point you guys touched on too is, is really important, especially since this spiritual realm and world is something that is still, I think, growing and is pretty new to people. Um, yeah. So I think that's really helpful. And I think I'm just wondering um, in regards to the school itself, like, you guys have the YouTube um, channel or show as well as the podcast. Um, in regards to the program, do you guys go on, like how many people are involved in it? Um, do you guys go on and like coach people, I guess, not like one-to-one, but in group settings or is there like pre-recorded courses and things or kind of mm. how does the structure of that work? Yeah, yeah. Good we question. Have a, yeah, good question. We have a few different offerings, but our main program is our membership program, which we call the monastery, um, because it's the place for, you know, to come and train. And we <laughs> do a monthly call, a monthly presentation. Um, and then in that presentation, we introduce a journaling exercise that people for people to work on throughout the month. And that's their individual exercise and practice. And we talk about it in the presentation and answer questions. And we give everyone a chance to go through it 
right there live on the presentation. And then we can ask them like, how was that process for you? And was it confusing or challenging or did anything come up? And so then they go and work on their exercise. And then there's the opportunity to do, you know, partner work, like dyad work. And we offer prompts and a lot of structure for that so that, you know, we are really helping people learn how to hold space safely and how to show up for one another. And, but it's optional because we, we want the whole program to be, um, doable for people. And this is a marathon and it's not a sprint. And so we know people's lives are really busy and we don't want people to get overwhelmed or, you know, just check out because it, it's too much. So we design everything so that it can be a really rhythmic, but light touch, or people can do a deeper dive if they are like ready and just, you know, wanting to take that on. So there's some things that are optional. Another optional aspect is a small group dialogue that's uh, also is an exercise that everyone does together and we'll break people off into like groups of three and they do the exercise together and re reflect. And again, we, you know, create a lot of structure around how to hold that space. And those aspects where people are really working in community, we hear from people are especially, you know, powerful because mm. they're doing the work on their own and doing the practices, but then to like speak it and, and share, it. share it and then to be heard and seen by other people who are also on this same journey and is really powerful and very healing so that's really wonderful to, to witness. And then we do a Q and a session at the end of the month. So each month is its own sort of module. Yeah. It's own topic. Yeah. So that's our main offering. And then we do some other sort of standalone courses for meditation, for instance, that teaches, you know, a specific style of meditation that, um, we practice and then we have other free downloads and free gifts and little trainings and things like that, that we send out to our email list. Yeah. And just one thing to say about the meditation, it's really designed for people on a healing journey. Mm -hmm. It's not about, you know, it's not mindfulness. It's not general. They're they're The exercises are really focused on the soul gym so that you can start to build the resilience that you need when you're facing your shadow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not an easy thing to face yourself. And maybe we could talk a little bit about, about some of these capacities, um, you know, that we're developing in the meditation and then also in the, you know, our other programs around thinking, feeling, and willing, and, mm. you know, how do these give a little bit more insight into what do we mean when we say soul gym, soul gym, yeah. and, you know, making the spiritual practical. Right. Well, so, you know, we we are spiritual beings having a physical experience, right? So our physical bodies um, and this, our sense experience is so loud. It kind of drowns, you know, you look out into the world and you're listening and you're so outward focused. And a part of what we're doing is um, helping people reorient into the inner experience because um, we have a, we have a saying in Magenta, what, uh, comes to you from the world is actually coming from you. 
So we don't realize just how much our experience of the world is actually projection from us. And we're giving away our power constantly because of that. And we don't realize that we have a lot more agency. It's just that we have to learn how to take that agency back, how to take that power back, how to take that projection back. And then when, if we can learn how to do that over time with these kinds of practices, um, the world looks very different when you do that, very different. Suddenly there's... Um, there's joy and there's wonder and there's curiosity and there's uh, empathy and there's love and you can experience these things and happiness. I mean, happiness is kind of like the result. It's not the goal, you know? Um, so, so this is a part of uh, what some of the outcomes, but really what we're doing is saying, look, there is an anatomy of the soul. If you imagine that you're, um, you're, you're, you've got your body, you've got your soul, and you've got your spirit. And the soul is the mediator between spirit and physicality. And it's in the soul. Uh, there's a lot of aspects about the soul that we are given just by being present on the earth at this time. But there's a lot that isn't. And the gods have kind of stepped back and said, all right, it's up to you now. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are the choices you're going to make? What is, um, and this is, there's a word for this. It's called freedom. So you have a choice if you're going to heal or not. You have a choice about how you're going to show up for each other and for your children and, and you know, and how, what kind of, what kind of uh, qualities you're going to radiate into the world, you know? Uh, what kind of presence you're going to have. And these are all choices. And so if you choose to become a kind of a black belt in the soul gym, so to speak, <laughs> um, there are, you know, there are esoteric schools all over the world pretty much agree on the basics. And they all have above the portal, you know, over that sits above the entrance, which goes, know thyself. And a part of knowing yourself is that you do need to have, I mean, you know, you do need to have knowledge and you do need to have understanding. And the way that we set that up is, okay, what is the anatomy of the soul? Like, we're going to go digging around in there and, and stirring the pot. What are we dealing with here? And so often we go in to, for instance, the realm of the subconscious or the shadow, we could call it. All of that of which we are unaware. Um, there's a lot going on in there. And if we don't have uh, certain um, structures and processes for going in there safely so that we don't re-traumatize, so that we don't get hijacked, um, so that we don't get pulled in over and over again back into the same old stuck patterns and cycles you got to know what you're doing and you've got to have um, a sense of the of the phenomena of the shadow and if you have that knowledge um, then you can design exercises that help um, make the whole process much more efficient much safer and I'm going to there's two main activities around that the first one is um, healing the shadow, so all of the work that happens there, and the design of the tools and the methods and the processes for how you do that work, 
safely. And the other big part of this is strengthening the light. And what we really mean by that is basically building um, very systematically a connection to your higher self, to your to your spiritual nature, because that part of you is not wounded, is not broken, is not stuck. It's um, it's of a fully spiritual nature. So it's filled with your uh, potential and basically who you really are, your true self, right? And so when and the part of the part of the trouble, and I want to hear what you guys how this lands with you. Um, but part of the trouble that I've seen, uh, you know, over the years of coaching is we do a lot of focus on the shadow without rec without the proper strength and preparation for it. We don't have the strength to face what's there, you know, and it can be very dark and it can be very uh, shattering. <laughs> and so the strengthening of the light is just as important so that you can face what's there, stay present um, and, and uh, reintegrate. Mm -hmm. So how does that land with you guys? Like what comes up? I mean, I've never ha heard anyone explain it that way. So I really, I really liked that explanation and the balance I think is so key. Um, I think speaking from my own experience, when I went yeah. through something really yeah. challenging and I was obviously quite young and everything, like it totally shattered my whole world that I had no um, tools, I guess, or ways of being able to cope and deal with what had happened. And I think honestly, for the first year or so, I did focus on a lot of that like shadow and didn't have a lot of the light bringing into it until I started to explore some of these other, um, I guess, types of healing energy work and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, I just didn't have the tools or knowledge. I didn't know any of this stuff existed. Um, so I think having the balance and even just knowing of both kind of from what you guys are talking about, if I'm understanding it correctly, um, yeah, sounds like it would have been very yeah. helpful <laughs> right. at the time. And like I said, it did take me at least probably a solid year, year and a half to really kind of explore, I guess the light, the light side of things. I was definitely stuck in that shadow kind of side of things yeah. for, for a long time for me. So from, from my tra trauma experience. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think what was coming up for me when you were kind of explaining all of that is um, just how we do have control if we're not control. I don't want to say control, but we we have a choice <laughs> in terms of like how we're connecting to all of those pieces. And um, I was kind of thinking like Sid and I recently have both had kind of bigger shifts in our life lives in terms of like relationships and um some of the the things that we've ch chosen to follow on our paths and um I think that piece has for me myself brought up so much shadow and working on that and really um being able to see and reflect and um like getting curious about those shadow pieces and following a new path, I guess, um, a new trajectory versus where I was at maybe even six months ago. And yeah, awesome. yeah <laughs> it's really cool, right? Like when you actually start to play with it and um, 
a big piece that was coming up also when you were explaining all of that was just like gratitude and being able to be in that energy versus like I think for a long time I was more focused on the shadow side and I that had a lot to do with where I was at in my past relationship and um just choosing those cycles right whatever it is and it wasn't it wasn't bad or anything like that it was just different than what I've been consciously choosing since and so um yeah it's I really appreciate hearing that side of like how you're working with it and really integrating all of the pieces and focusing on these like practices that can really keep you going in a direction that you would like to be going in and I'm relating that to like the physical gym (laughs) and really you know being consistent with that and then you can bring that into your spiritual practice as well to really enhance whatever it is you want to enhance or work on those shadow pieces so yeah I I think that's those are the pieces I wanted to share with making some notes as you were explaining everything yeah good awesome yeah Mm -hmm. I think that other piece too I mean Lex kind of touched on it and you guys started talking about at the beginning but um you know when these really hard things happen to us or we go through these traumas and I know for me like I was stuck in bed for an entire year and I was like why did this happen to me I didn't Mm. do anything to deserve this you're stuck obviously I was in really deep depth of my grief and everything Mm. but then I got to a point when I started exploring these other modalities of healing and things and it kind of changed changed my perspective a little bit and inspired by other people too that had obviously also been through difficult things is like how can I take my experience that was so hard and kind of come out of the shadow and bring the light to the world to share um you know even if I said you know even if sharing my story helps one person then I feel accomplished and I think even just doing this podcast was like a huge step for both of us like we're not someone to just go out there and share all the deepest darkest secrets of our lives and you know we've both been on here talking about our breakups recently and you know this big event we went through and um but you know if it does help people then you know yeah I feel like it's I'm fulfilling more um bigger parts of my life than I was before just doing this and exploring this so that's yeah 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 Yeah, that's that's another really big outcome that um happens organically when you're doing this work but we also design for a little bit is seeing how our healing uh is integral to fulfilling our purpose and Mm -hmm. that the wounds that we go through um actually become our gifts for the world and this is part of the the mysterious nature of life and um our you know destinies that we're we are uh, all you know fulfilling is that the 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 biggest source of wound or the biggest source of limitation or lack or you know area of our shadow that's like we you know don't want to face <laughs> and uh is the hardest for us to confess turns around it ends up being this integral part to how we're supposed to bring our gifts to the world and 
help the world heal. And that's why we talk about, you know, our own healing is really part of the world's healing. And for the world to heal, we have to face these darkest parts of ourselves. And, you know, we want to look out into the world and point our fingers and, and think of, you know, really clever ideas for good systems and different policy and all these different ways that we could, you know, heal the world in this, you know, exoteric way or this external way. Mm-hmm. Um, but true transformation you learn from when you do your own work comes from, you know, going inward. And when you do this work on a personal level, you start to see how, um, this is exactly what we need to do to change the world around us. And what Louisa was saying earlier about how, what is coming to us is actually coming from us when we start to do that healing work. And then we see, oh, the world is actually, you know, totally showing up in this different way. Like I recently had this sort of hang up with this person. And I was like really working through this frustration and I wasn't even talking to this person at all through any of this. <laughs> and, you know, I come, I would, I was journaling about it and doing my processes and like owning it, you know, this is really about me. It's not about this other person and going through our practices and finally coming to the other end of it. And then all of a sudden the other person just started showing up differently in my life, like with literally me doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And then they just started like texting me and all these things that I had thought about, um, oh, they're doing this or this or this, like it just transformed like magic without <laughs> me having any kind of conversation, just my own inner change you know, and this is just like one micro little relationship, you know, just one micro little issue that I was working on, you know, imagine if we're all doing this, how our communities will be different, how our relationships, how our companies will be different. You know, this is, this is why this work is so important, not just for our own inner peace and inner, you know, healing and growth, but also for there's these massive implications for our world, which is really in a lot of crisis and suffering right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I was actually going to ask you that, like, as you're focusing on this, like interchange, what are the outward opportunities and things that are, have changed for you, right? Like, I don't know, do you kind of just shared one, Rachel, but like Louisa, is there any huge like shifts or opportunities that come to mind when you think about what your what this has done to create change in your own life? Mm. Well, yeah. So um I'm going to sort of put it in more general terms because I want I want there to be a takeaway for your audience. So when you think about your voice, like with a capital V, you know, the, your like purpose, the, the voice of your purpose and how that, how that, um, comes into focus in your life and all the things that are in the way of that, um, being born and coming, you know, so I, I have had a big struggle physically with my voice. So I studied in Europe, classical singing and, um, it ended up that I had a fundamental weakness in my voice and I couldn't make it through a whole performance before my voice was just too tired. And there's no way I could have a, a, a like a professional career 
Um, and um, it, for years, I did not understand why this was happening to me. So unfair. I felt like such a failure. And why me, <laughs> you know? And there was a lot of self-pity around that, what happened, a lot of grief. Because um, it didn't just happen with my voice, physical voice, excuse the dog. It also happened with violin because I had, I was studying violin and the same damn thing happened with the violin. And so I really had a lot of uh, material with which to dive into self-pity. Um, and what I discovered again, this is like, do you mind just closing that door? We're just sorry about the dog. He's very loud. <laughs> We're just going to close the door. Um, what, what I realized years later um, that what I was needing to do was unfold the voice of my destiny, not my singing voice. That was not, that was not in the charts for me. Um, it's just that it took me a, an awfully long time to really come to understand that. Um, but I'm really glad that I, it finally uh, landed for me because um, I thought that I was meant to have a singing voice and what I did uh, with that, see the, the thing that you need to understand about like being a musician is you get up on stage and you perform, but it's kind of narcissistic. Why are you doing it? Right. And it was never really very satisfying for me. I mean, I liked it, but I, I wasn't so in need of that kind of attention. Um, but when you like do a podcast and when you have the courage to like speak your truth, which Rachel and I are exploring, right. Um, we didn't start out talking about spiritual realities when we first started on our podcast, right? We didn't quite have the courage to do that. Um, but we have, we're now about to begin our third season. And so that for the first two seasons, we were getting closer and closer and closer, but not quite revealing the truth as we saw it, right? Now we're going to start doing that. Um, and this has to do with this journey of... Um, finding your way toward your voice, which is a part of how you bring to life what you're here to do. And so speaking your truth, having the courage to step onto your path of, because it's tough, you know, it's hard to get out of comfort zone um, and safety and, you know, being a mouse, like little mouse <laughs> and to become an eagle and to <laughs> You know, that is a process and you have to heal. You have to face yourself. You have to face your limitations, your wounds, your weakness. And I don't mean physical weakness. I mean weakness like I don't have the courage to do that. I don't have the courage to speak my truth. You Right? And that's the strength training is that you you do the work of facing your shadow and strengthening your, your connection to your light. Those are the things that give you the strength and the courage to put one foot in front of the other and, and develop and grow your connection to your true voice. So when I say that, what, what sort of lands for you guys, like in your journey on that? Cause I, you know, my, my sense is that you're both <laughs> on that journey of finding your voice. And this podcast is a, a big part of that. Is that true? Yeah, totally. And I love that answer. And I think for so many of us, especially as women, for for reasons of the world, um, it comes up that the voice is such a big piece of what we're lacking in terms of like really being able to truly exp 
express ourselves. And I think the more people I talk to, the more frequently it comes up that um, there are these pieces of like, you have a physical ailment associated with that, whether it's like your, mm-hmm. your experience of not being able to mm-hmm. sing or like, I know Sydney and I have both experienced jaw pain for many years. And I think that's really? like choking back words. Right. And I think since wow. beginning to do this process of like having the podcast and really diving into other soul work, at least for myself, I've noticed that that pain is like less and less throughout the years. Um, and it was, it was there challenging me for, for many years. And I think just in the last year or so, I've started to notice that the more I'm doing spiritually, the less I'm noticing that pain show up physically in my body. Um, And so, yeah, that that's a big piece of it, as well as, like you say, showing up, doing the work and really tuning into what it is you need to share, or you feel the the pull to in in the world, right? And yeah, this podcast has been huge. And all of that yeah yeah to explore and learn and and grow like we're constantly just learning and growing through this process so Mm -hmm. yeah thank you for asking that question Sid yeah I mean I think I mean I definitely resonated a lot with what you were saying especially in regards to like the career and um, kind of finding your voice I think Lex and I are both kind of in that period right now where we're exploring it. We're not like a hundred percent sure where exactly our paths are going to take us, but I think I'm finally kind of getting to that point now. Mm. I, I have a background as a registered nurse. So I was working in that for a few years before my partner passed and I went on leave. Mm. Um, and actually just a few weeks ago, I resigned from the health authority that I had been working for. And wow. it was kind of the last little piece I was have been holding on to I guess I had to let go and change so many parts of my life which every time I did was it a, a separate challenge in, in itself and um, both of us have had a lot of changes this year just like I said in regards to relationships and moves and things like that but the c- career thing was kind of the last piece I was holding on to and mm-hmm. even when I was nursing before I went off I was like you know it's a good job. It's a good career. I'm really young, but I don't see myself doing it for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of been working. Um, I mean, cannabis is legal in Canada. So I've kind of been helping my parents out in um, that industry the last mm-hmm. year or so. Um, and that's kind of where I do see my myself going. It was kind of like a bridge. Um, and now I'm kind of looking into exploring some like psychedelic assisted therapy things. And so I kind of plant medicine has always kind of been something that's interested me. I was never really into like pharmaceuticals. I was kind of that black sheep of a nurse kind of gal. Um, So that's really exciting. And I think I'm I'm just kind of gave that up. And now I'm starting to look into courses and things to do some of that stuff, as well as a lot of this healing work. So I think between the podcast and just um, all of these little changes, I'm kind of, I feel like getting closer to the path that I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be on and it hasn't been easy by any means I mean we, I think we get so stuck in like this like we're gonna work the same job for our entire lives or you know mm-hmm. be in this relationship forever Lex and I both got out of long-term relationships this year within a couple months part of each other which neither of us obviously were expecting um but we've been embracing wow. it and we yeah. have you know we're feeling ourselves from that and all these other things and it's been challenging, but good. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So 
yeah i kind of got a little sidetracked on there that one yeah no that's awesome you never change you never grow so much as when there's a lot of dying and becoming you know yeah yeah and i did feel like when i got out of this relationship like i knew it wasn't healthy and it wasn't going to work for me Mm. anymore but i didn't realize how similar that was going to feel to grief like um when i lost my partner versus coming out of a relationship and i kind of went through that again and kind of went through this whole reprocessing and like i wasn't expecting it to kind of trigger some other things as well so yeah it's been it's been a lot but it's been good (laughs) yeah yeah it definitely makes us stronger and i think what i would have put up with before in regards to relationships and things now i kind of know you know what i want and i'm being extremely particular and picky which i think is really good so yes, every everything that happens <laughs> that is challenging is something you you can learn from right and sometimes yeah. it takes a few times to learn that but but in regards to relationships we did see something in your guys's um or email or message you had sent um your season is focused on the art of relationships focusing um on healthy relationships do you guys want to talk a little bit about that season that's you guys are focusing on that as well well that was our season one. Oh, season one okay maybe that yeah. was... it was our first season yeah, yeah. Oh, okay oh and I guess we, we did send this a few months ago as well yeah that's yeah, yeah. and then we we shifted to mental health the art mm-hmm. of mental health for the second season because we wanted to give people a bit more background into why we were saying the things that we were saying and the kind of ground that we were standing on with what we were saying about relationships. And so that's kind of how it went. And then now we're morphing from mental health um, to give ourselves into the art of spiritual development, to give ourselves more flexibility and more so we can really go deep into the background behind our, the things, the concepts that we're bringing for mental health. (laughs) So that's kind of how it, uh inadvertently ended up it's pretty good design I just never thought of it yeah yeah it's kind of cool that you guys do the the theme of that for each season I like that you can kind of just focus hone in on kind of one topic and then merge it into the next next I mean relationships are we did feel like a good place to start because they're relationships are such a mirror to our inner life Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to just blame the the other person for the way that they're showing up or you know you're not getting your needs met and um and to actually you know turn the spotlight inward and see you know start to explore like okay well what is actually living inside of me apart from this person Mm -hmm. and you know it's such a it's such a good entry point and it's also a really good entry point for triggers uh because we get triggered by our partners yeah um but triggers which is our definition for any time you have a compulsive reaction to something that you're not completely in control of how you're reacting um so it doesn't have to be like a massive event but just where you're you're hijacked a little bit Mm -hmm. by your reaction triggers are always about yourself and not about the other person so it's it's such a good place to it's such a window into oh what is actually happening what is actually living in the in the shadow realm you know in the dark subconscious which I can't just 
you know, open up and look at and take inventory of, um, I have to sort of do excavating <laughs> and discover what's there. And so, you know, relationships are a really good place and triggers are a really good place mm. for learning and discovering. Mm. And so that's the place that we started. And yeah. then, yeah. And then, and, and, uh, I think, yeah. So I think that's, that was the logic of why we started in relationships. We didn't actually want to be known as relationship experts. What we really wanted, because like you were saying, like so much of uh, the issues of relationships is really about projection because it all mm -hmm. comes down to projection. Yeah. And so then it becomes about, okay, well, how do I, how do I reframe this? How do I take back this projection? What's really going on in this dynamic between me and the other person that's my significant other in my life or my family or my boss? What are the power dynamics? How do I understand this? And so what we, um, what we really bring is these concepts about how you take responsibility for, for your uh, thoughts and your feelings and what you do, how you actually do that without being a martyr or without being overly responsible and being codependent, you know, and it's all about, it's all, no one is at fault. So, but how do you take responsibility without fault finding and without taking the blame or blaming somebody else? You know, just how do you navigate that, that terrain? <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not like super easy or straightforward, is it? Like I've been married for uh, 24 years, I think. Yeah, 24 years. And and my husband and I have had two kids. So we had lots of opportunity to um, dialogue <laughs> about our shadows, you know. And I'll just tell you a really cool little thing. His mom and my dad have the same birthday. His dad and my mom have the same birthday. Oh my so, god. But I'm from New Zealand and he's from Texas. So um the picture here is that our shadows totally recognized each other. And I honestly, my working theory, you can tell me if you think this, you know, checks out, <laughs> is that chemistry, you know, that that sexual attraction and that chemistry is actually the shadows recognizing each other. And when we, when we come together, like I just have seen it over and over and over again, there's this incredible symmetry between with our wounds talking to each other. Cause then when we come together, it's the perfect setup for us to really work our stuff out. And, um, for a while or, you know, for 24 years, you know, depending on how things are, there's a moment when we are oysters um, with a grain of sand that's threatening our existence and we build a little pearl to save our lives and then suddenly we have this precious jewel that's the gift that we forged out of the pain and suffering of being with this person who triggers us so you know so intensely it's it's kind of fantastic it's like the the wise direction of the world is so intelligent to to for for that to happen, you know, for the coincidences, like my husband and I and how we met and our parents having the same birthdays. That's so weird, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, the, the like amount of coincidences or synchronicities yeah. or things that 
need to line up in order for, I mean, really any of our relationships to occur is it's pretty amazing when you look at it yeah and and the experiences that we get to have based off of what we're choosing in our own light and shadow like I think um that's one of the biggest pieces I've seen since my shift out of relationship is just like consciously choosing where I'm gonna like what space I'm gonna be in in terms of like what am I projecting out into the world and the things that that has like begun to draw in so I think you're I think you're absolutely right like we have all of these opportunities in relationship and they're such great teachers for us and whether we stay in one relationship for a very long time such as you have done um, or whether we're kind of learning and growing in experiences with other shorter relationships they're just such great opportunities for reflection and yeah. really seeing that, that shadow self. So yeah, thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, I think um I think a lot of people are hunting and searching for uh content and for paths um that lead them toward meaning and purpose that they're just not getting from society today and there's a lot of temptation there's a lot of um stuff that pulls us out of our inner experience and out into the world like social media and 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 escapism you know just because it's tough life is tough let's just admit it um it's a bit brutal like when you're when you're an adult, you know, you got taxes and then you've got, you know, really people who have no social skills and and who are mean and nasty and and power dynamics and 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 all this difficult stuff we have to deal with. So how do we how do we navigate the desire to escape from that um, and being in pain and um, but this longing for meaning and purpose and and, you know, and we look to spiritual uh content and spiritual paths um because we have this intuition that it's there's something there and it's an absolutely valid and i think it's right you know (laughs) is a great intuition and so when we embark on that path we instantly are moving into a world um that does not live by the rules of physical reality is very different and there's uh there's a lot that's different about it but it's just as dangerous and just as wonderful as, you know, what's going on in the physical world. So not just any path is okay. Not just anything is going to be safe. Just like you, you just can't do that in the physical world. You have to take care of safety. You have to take care of health and you have to nourish yourself with the right sources of food, right? And it's the same when you're dealing with spiritual realities, especially because we can't see them. We can't, we don't yet have the enough knowledge necessarily when we're first sort of on this path to assess and to judge. So what do we, how do we, how do we navigate through this mysterious world that we can, you know, we can't use our senses to, to navigate. Um, And so the way that Rachel and I um, talk about this is, um, there's there's three main areas in the life of the soul where you build organs of perception so that you can find your way 
in a very grounded way into this reality of, of spiritual realm, you could say. Um, and, and, um, I will say that embarking on the path, like toward meaning and purpose and spiritual realities, there's one really important thing that everyone needs to know. <laughs> I love saying this cause it's so like pragmatic, but it's common sense. You, you <laughs> got to have a good solid common sense. Okay. That's the most important thing. Like I can't emphasize how important that is. You got to be able to think it through. You've got so so one of the things that we do is strengthen thinking. So thinking is one of the three main capacities. You can develop your thinking very, very far. I'm not talking about like brain gym. I'm talking about consciousness. Because consciousness is not it's not a brain thing. It's it the the source of consciousness does not come from the brain. And we can what we can do is connect to the sources of consciousness more and more and more precisely and safely. I always talk about safety, um, but also with more rigor. And um, it's an infinite study. And we can uh, develop um, capacities there, organs of perception. And one of, one of those, you could say, is concentration. Being able to concentrate um, in a very focused way is like the very first step on the path of, of developing your thinking and it's really important because um imagine that if you're if you're like forging a solid uh, grounded common sense being able to think things through and stay with the topic and not get pulled in all these different you know but say concentrated on what you're trying to accomplish this just like very foundational so that's one area and then another area is the feeling life um the feeling life is really where we can connect to intuition right and intuition can be developed to a very high degree um but there's a lot of danger in this in that it's very easy to be fooled and it's also the same with thinking because we can draw conclusions about what we experience like for instance if you um get into plant spirit medicine it's very if you don't if you haven't developed the organs of perception to see into those realms you are very, very easily fooled um, in your thinking life and your feeling life. And so it's really important that you are working on the shadow and strengthening your light. Otherwise, um, God knows what portals you're opening to what beings. And you will not have the ability to assess whether those beings are good or evil. You won't be able to tell because they can cloak themselves in an awful lot of light and fool you. So this is this, so safety is, is a, is a kind of, a, um, as a soapbox that I, uh, like to hang out. I try not to be too annoying about it, but <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's really important. So feeling life, um, you can, you can, uh, refine and deepen and sensitize your feeling life not so that you can kind of circle the drain and get really emotional and sentimental. I don't mean that, but I mean um, you can develop it to the point where it becomes an organ of perception, where you have a feeling knowing, where you can feel what's behind that cloak of light, where you can start to um, have a more and more accurate intuition, but you have to train in order to do that. 
And then the, the third and final sort of realm of the anatomy of the soul, you could say, and what happens in the soul gym um, is related to the will. Um, so uh, this is this is the hardest realm to access and to impact because we're asleep to our will. And this is just a part of where we're at in, in our evolution, in the evolution of consciousness and where we're at today. So in the far future, we will not be asleep to our will, but we just are today. And the way that we go into the world, like let's say um, you have certain addictions. Addictions are very hard to um, to access because they are, um, you know, to some degree, uh, they, you know, they're in our will. But the way we get there is through the thinking, which accesses the feeling and that's the way we can um, we can have impact over time on our will. And so it's really important that we get a handle on what we're thinking. The thoughts that we're entertaining all day long, you've got to get a handle on that so that you can begin to um, have some say about what you feel. If you habitually go to self-pity, like in my case, or you habitually go to depressive states, um, you, uh, it really begins in the thinking life and what's going on there. That's how you can start to have impact and have choice. And from the feeling life, that's, you know, as you start to cultivate, like you mentioned earlier, um, gratitude, if you use gratitude, like an exercise, you know, you're doing your weight training and it's like gratitude every day, a lot can change, especially if you, if you struggle with depression and you're practicing gratitude every day, it can over time shift your tendencies, your, your to, to, to go to the place of um, sadness or despair. Um, and that's how we can gradually impact our will. So when we talk about a soul gym, that's a bit more of a concrete picture of what we, of what we're talking about, that, that our, that our methods and our exercises um, are really designed to impact. So how does that, how does that, does that sound like logical? How does that land for you guys? That helps big time to like really just kind of solidify your, the systems that you're working with and like kind of the, I don't want to say theory, but maybe it is a theory. Um, yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah, the ideas behind why you're, you're doing magenta in the first place it sounds like like to really dive deep into these pieces and bring out the, the pieces that need to be brought out in order to like really open up the the will part and yeah yeah right. yeah I really I really liked that explanation of, of having it kind of tiered because I think sometimes we are not able to dive that deep into looking at what are the pieces here and how how do we work with them effectively so right yeah. cool awesome mm -hmm. yeah I think I mean throughout the podcast we've been doing this for just over a year and I think it kind of the way you explained it in those kind of three separate tiers um, does kind of sum up sum up what a lot of people have been saying um, but it's nice to just the way you laid it out was so perfectly and I think you know for thinking something you know, we have to have these positive thoughts if we're always thinking negatively or, if, you know, 
we're thinking we're never going to get out of this depressed state. Right. And sometimes I have these days too, where I'm like, you know, these little negative thoughts come and I'll text Lex and she's like, Sid, think this way and this will change. <laughs> sometimes you need that little reminder, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's, yeah, it's, it's so powerful too. So yeah. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for all of the the work that you're bringing into the world through Magenta. And I think this could be so helpful for so many people to be able to do that deep dive. And um, I'd like to just kind of start to wrap this up by hearing a little bit more about how people can access Magenta, um, what your offerings are, and yeah, where where can people find you? Yeah, they can find us at our website, magenta.fm is the URL. And sign up for our email list is the first suggestion that we make for people because we are sending out, you know, emails once a week with lots of free content, free information. And we also tell people about when the new podcast episodes are out, uh, when the doors are opening for our membership, because it's, um, it's not open all of the time. Um, so notifications about that and when there's new courses launching. So magenta.fm and signing up for the email list is the best way to start to get into our, enter into our world. Um, and there's also a wait list on the website for the membership and for other courses that, you know, open periodically. So people can put their name on the wait list if it sounds interesting, and then they get notified. Uh, they're the first to get notified when the doors are open. And then our podcast can be found on any of the podcasting apps. You just search Magenta Space FM, and it's also on YouTube. Yeah, our podcast, we, we video because, you know, she's a video journalist. So, yeah. of course, we video everything. So if you want to see what we look like, you can go to YouTube, which is also Magenta uh, FM, like the radio station. Amazing. Thank you guys so much. This was such an enlightening conversation. And it was actually really fun to have two people on. I was like, it's going to be four <laughs> of us. We haven't really done this yet. But it was so much fun. And we've learned so much and so much for your time. Yeah, yeah thank for you for having really us. Fun. It has been fun. You guys are kind of kindred spirits. Yeah. <laughs> two female co-hosts. So it was really, really fun to connect with you. Thank you for listening to the Soul Connection Duo podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Your support for our podcast helps us to grow our amazing community and allows us to create new and exciting episodes each month. Please leave us a rating and review on your favorite listening platform and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for new content updates and more.